<laughs> what up, Eric? What up, Redheads? Welcome to another episode of Stay Fresh. Are you uh, serenading me? That's right. Are you going to flick that tongue or not? Nah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm making tongue tongue mouth I'm making mouth faces like the weekend able to soften uh, able falafel <laughs> able falafel listen we Ty and I both went to the greatest greatest current current performers show mm-hmm. Kanye is the greatest performer but he's not currently performing so right. we, weekend takes it at the moment um, greatest artist on tour yep yeah, greatest yeah. artist currently on tour. Absolutely, we uh, went to the biggest venue in Western Canada. Is that right? I can't think of a bigger one. <laughs> like nothing in Alberta counts because like they have too much space anyway. No one wants to yeah. live there, so they have so much space for things. Yeah, um, fields but, don't yeah, count. DC, Indoor venue. Yeah, the biggest roofed venue, um, and I'm not talking about my twelve car garage. Um, I'm talking about BC Place. We watched The weekend perform, and uh, we saw Budweiser open up for him. Yeah. Man. <laughs> okay. At first, uh, just to clear, clear the air, like, big buildings aren't impressive. It's big roofs. I think that's what I took away from what you just said, is that it's only an impressive structure if it has a roof on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the roof that makes it impressive. Because you can put walls mm-hmm. around anything. That's just a fence. Exactly. Like if the Vatican was a convertible, nobody would give a fuck. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The Pope's hair would always be messy. (laughs) Exactly. Like no one cares about like a square, like, like, uh, you know, a big forum outdoors, you know, like that stuff is just like whatever, because you didn't have to build anything to like encompass the entire thing. It's just like you built walls around it. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Like China has a yeah. wall around it, and like we, when was the last time we talked about that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's old news. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's, it's so I, old. It's such old news. Um, if Subway lacked a roof and it was just four brick walls, that would be kind of cool, though, because your ordering experience would be al fresco. It'd almost be like you're on a set. You're like on mm-hmm. on set, but it almost feel like you're like picking the vegetables straight from the garden. And I kind of yeah. like that. I can, I could be down with that. Yeah, exactly. If you were outdoors picking vegetables, um, then you would be like a modern day farmer. So you would also be a creative director slash farmer. And that's pretty cool. That is pretty but cool. I, um, again, back onto the, like, you know, things not being impressive with a top on it. Um, <laughs> it's like long pizzas. You know, less impressive than a long sandwich. <laughs> a long pizza. Dude, are you talking about like a long slice? Like a skinny, thin slice? Or even like when they make like the world's biggest pizza and it's like the size of a room. It's like, yeah, it's just one flat piece of dough and you just spread sauce on it. But like a sandwich has to be, it's like a 3D model. Mm-hmm. You know, there's three dimensions to consider. Not just, we're not working on a 2D plane. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, whenever I see like long rectilineal pizzas, like a 16 by 9 pizza, or even like the Guinness World Record style pies that 
are like a few limousines long. I, mm-hmm. Who cares? Who cares? It's like good for you. You rolled the dough thinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got enough dough to roll it. Like that's fine. <laughs> what I do, whenever Subway does like a really long sandwich, though, like if they exceed the six foot party sub, purely for like um, marketing, essentially, I'm always like think that's kind of funny looking because it like fucks with my expected proportions of the sandwich because they can only really grow the subway sandwich in one direction which is longer like pinocchio's mm-hmm. nose mm-hmm. they can't like can't they're not consume it if it's like scales proportionately yeah exactly so now which is kind of funny it's just like the way it like grows but mm-hmm. it can, no matter how long your subway sandwich is it is always the same dimensions as your mouthful <laughs> so you can just like oh, oh, you know uh, <laughs> Like, whether it's six inches. You're absolutely right. And I was about 6,000 feet away from the, the artist on Tuesday mm-hmm. when the concert was. Uh, I, I felt like my seats were... Artist. Yeah, I had I had very good seats, considering they were upper balcony. <laughs> mm-hmm. Considering they were nosebleeds, I had really fantastic... Probably the best balcony seats that exist. Because it was yeah, directly you... in the center. Bro, B, you remember right? the... Row B, baby. Like I, yeah. if it was row A, it would be even better. But the the seats in front of me were basically people there, that were there were in and out so much they missed the whole half the show. So I had a front row seat, upper balcony, directly at center of court, <laughs> right half halfway line. And uh, yeah, it was good. It was good times. How how were your uh, last minute tickets? Yeah, I bought tickets about an hour before the show, and it shows. Um, I was, like, right up against the stage, so I could barely see what was happening on the screen. But it's okay, because the weekend spent most of the time singing and dancing in the middle of the room, where I had an excellent view of that. Uh, Pretty far away, 6,000 feet. That's okay. The light show was dangerous, to say the least, and... Uh, the weekend continues to have the most fuckable voice in in the music industry, so (laughs) I was vibing. (laughs) Mm-hmm, absolutely he was gyrating i was gyrating i was <laughs> yeah. i was cracking budweiser's and yeah i was singing along dude it was good times totally. it's just what do you think of uh mike dean's 30 minute synth intro well i only heard part of it while standing in line in the concourse trying to get a budweiser but i liked what i could hear <laughs> what, what was his energy like on stage was exactly what you'd imagine just like a washed up old guy like he was he was playing the instruments live like he was playing the piano he was playing the guitar all hooked up to crazy synthesizers and it sounded like really good mm-hmm. um and then mike dean excellence just sparks up a huge joint or a Hell blunt yeah. i don't know i don't know the correct verbiage for this kind of thing that thing mm-hmm. looked like a backwoods it was just like a huge huge piece of uh, legal legal marijuana tie because we are like a a thick inch a six inch hog right there some thick Mm -hmm. thick pre-roll yeah he was smoking on the veggie delight (laughs) (laughs) can i get a and uh yeah man and he was he was killing it. it was like a one of those moments where i'm like like, if I didn't know anything about Mike Dean, I would think he's, like, tuning his instruments. Like, that's what it sounded like. 
I'm like, is wow. he gonna play the song? <laughs> it was just like crazy, like synths that were just like stabbing me in the chest, and I'm like, holy fuck, I, I love this. <laughs> wow, it sounds like a like a very visceral experience, Eric. Mm-hmm. You needed to be like beaten up a little bit before you were soothed and caressed by the weekend's voice later on. Mm-hmm. His soft, his soft, soft hands. <laughs> yeah, father, stretch my soft hands. Um. The craziest part of the whole show, Eric, and the craziest part for the breadheads was when the his stage was like a little city, little tiny Toronto, and I noticed some smoke coming out of it, and I thought, yeah. "Damn, damn, he's he's gonna make the city burn down." Oh no! And I thought, "Wow, that's really consistent with the Donda like album album release or whatever the live show when Connie burnt his mm-hmm. house down, like." Why is every musician burning their house down? Burning and down then, the house. Then he fucking broke out into his verse from Hurricane. And I was like, I get it now. What? I lost my shit. That was so much fun. That was the highlight of the show for me was when he played Hurricane. I think I think that was my top three songs for sure. Probably top two. Definitely top two. Maybe even my favorite. But yeah, that was... Uh... That was sick. I definitely noticed that too. I stopped looking at the weekend, who was like in the middle of the stage, and I looked all the way to my right where I saw this like very dystopian looking Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like there's building. It's like you could you know it's Toronto because of the CN Tower, mm-hmm. but there are buildings there that are taller than the CN Tower, which currently doesn't exist. So you can so you can tell that the weekend is saying like I'm living in the future. I'm living so far in the future that I've like transcended humanity. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm. like these decrepit buildings were built in like the year 3000 and i'm just burning it all down with my with my falsetto mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, some sort of narrative like that something like that i imagine something like that wait if so if hurricane wasn't your number one pick were you what was your number one pick when he blasted crew love or was it was it not a feature at all was it an, an actual full length weekend track you crazy that uh that that almost made me take down my Facebook marketplace listing for my owl sweater when I heard true love. <laughs> Dude, it was so cool. Holy Dude, that was that was so sick. I literally looked at my friend and I was like, our our jaws dropped. We were there with our girls. Like <laughs> me, my, me and the homie were there with our girlfriends, but we were looking at each other, like smiling. Oh, we were yeah. so happy. <laughs> that is your crew. I, I'm surprised crew. the weekend didn't even say like this one's for my male audience before he blasted that they like 808s from that yeah yeah i guess so um my top song though i think it was song number two do you remember do you remember what it was the second track second track of the performance and it's it's probably like like there's some bias because you it's like the second moment you get hit with like loud music so there's probably like some built up like anticipation of like just waiting for it and then when it happens you're like holy fucking shit it's the weekend (laughs) Uh, you know yeah i i understand the feeling i remember having that feeling on the second song but i actually can't remember what it was can you drop the title can we get a title reveal please yeah i'll give you the title in a second but i think number song number one was I think it was a slower song like an intro song it might have been alone again off of after hours mm-hmm. something like that like very yeah, yeah. kind of like 
something that needs to be played in an amphitheater, you know, and then as he's rising from mm. the the building, he's he's like singing a song and it's like building up all this tension. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like fades away and then he disappears for a second. And then mm-hmm. he comes out onto the main stage and then you're like, what's going to happen next? Is he going to go into the new album already? And sure enough, he does, plays Gasoline. And then right. it's cool. like the crazy like intro part just it was so loud and it just like destroyed my ears. But I was like, holy shit, let's go. I'm getting chills right now just talking about it. Holy shit. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Well, and then that's when the lights just went crazy. Lights went insane, room. bro. And like... I remember turning to my girl and saying, like, whoa, I forgot that we can't make dance music now. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, when I play it at home, I play it softly. And whenever I think about the weekend, I think about, like, House of Balloons era, when it's more, like, seductive and slower. But, like, that's not the state of the weekend. That's that's the old weekend. <laughs> now this is the new weekend. Mm. I'm thinking about the weekday. This is the weekend. <laughs> if anything, this is the weekday now. <laughs> this is Celebs Tuesday um live in concert mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a tuesday mm-hmm. we are the weekday yeah so that was a pretty cool moment uh i was just generally impressed with every aspect of it the whole time i was smiling the whole time he was smiling i was like watching mm-hmm. his face on the screen thinking like man this guy mm-hmm. knows he's such a fucking star boy like holy <laughs> shit i could see behind the stage for my dog shit seats and <laughs> When right before he came on stage, you know how he got onto the stage, an Escalade ripped through the Zamborghini. There's like the like the big doors, like Zamborghini, the, the, the Zamboni, the Zamboni. No, no oh, it's Zamborghini not nice, right? a It's a, it's like a tunnel. Oh, it's a soccer the pitch. Yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, an yeah. Escalade just like ripped through there at like fifty kilometers an hour, screeched up, and then he climbed out, and then it just like reversed just as fast. I was just like, wow. what the fuck? <laughs> what a cool Holy way shit. to come on stage. That's that's called Uber XO. Yeah, Uber XO. Very well done. And wow. he was on stage within like 10 seconds of getting out of the car. So he just like got out, full hype, ran up there and just started playing. Dude, that, that's exactly what I did when I had to go pick up my natty wine. Mm-hmm. I, said, <laughs> I said, just skirt up to the fucking door and I'll be back in 30 seconds. And I was like, in and out immediately. So good. That that's literally the same thing. Like your natty wine activation last week was basically the set. <laughs> it, it was, and I got equally as drunk both nights. <laughs> this time on on Budweiser, I had yeah, about let's five. Talk. <laughs> you have five Budweisers in the show. Holy shit! Yeah. It cost I me had, fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I bought I bought two of the twenty four ounce like Juggalugs. So I drank forty eight ounces of Bud. Also rang in at about fifty bucks. Oh, okay, I I'm I kind of like one like the can experience because I I love like I love a good pint, but I felt like with Bud it's like critical that it's as ice cold as possible or mm-hmm. else it starts to taste like piss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I do love the branding. It has the best brand of any big beer, like by far. And I really like the typeface. It reminds me of like ALD. <laughs> it is ALD. It's the ALD of beers if you think about it. Yeah. I, I like having a can at a concert's really nice too because when you're done crushing it, you can just huck the empty into the lower bowl. The empty into the more expensive seats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
that's funny. Well, I'm really glad we're keeping this craft beer is dead bit going, Eric. Um, I'm fully celebrating it. We're celebrating it right now. Eric's crushing a Budweiser can on this podcast. I'm rocking a Kokanee Glacier Fresh beer. (laughs) Life is good. It's no bit, Ty. It's it's just better because I bought an eight-pack yesterday. Like... It's not even, it's available in a six pack, but there's also an eight pack. And I was like, obviously I'm getting the eight pack. <laughs> Are oh, you yeah. kidding? These these beers count as like half of an IPA or like a quarter of an IPA. So I might as well buy more of them, you know? What I love about the eight pack is it opens up the opportunity to drink one beer a day, every day of the week. The six pack mm-hmm. never offered that as a feature. You're mm-hmm. always running short. Mm-hmm. You you're you're so right. Friday, and that's your bonus today, right? You're double double wielding two cans. I thought I saw a second can in the room. Yep, yep, that's right here, baby. Confirmed. Eric is taking two Budweisers at the same time. <laughs> that's right. And um, the good thing about these is, like, you can drink one extremely fast, and so it stays cold. Like you're old mm-hmm. a cold beer if you're drinking a bud. <laughs> that's some good fucking marketing right there, man. <laughs> that's shit. good marketing. Yeah, dude, your first sip and your last sip are the same temperature. That never happens with triple IPAs because you can barely stomach them. So the, mm-hmm. the speed of consumption goes down pretty, pretty yeah. uh, slowly. What was that? Um, what was that beer brand that had like some can technology, like innovative, like cold sensing technology on a can do you remember that one? Oh, i think i think bud light did that that sounds like a bud light marketing kind of bit yeah i think it might have been kokanee because i'm thinking about the mountain on it and i think there was like one that had like the mountain would like change colors depending on like if the beer was cold enough to drink Mm, that makes sense actually kokanee is obsessed with having ice cold beer like they're they're basically their value proposition is the beer tastes bad, but it will always be freezing cold. And I'm kind of <laughs> here for that. Like they have no, they've never made an ad that talks about the beer flavor. Yeah, who cares? It tastes like beer. Gone <laughs> <laughs> are the Dude, simple days I... when beer was beer and men were men and women were women. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to go back to my binary coffee shop and ask for the the drip. <laughs> <laughs> the drip. <laughs> Let me get the fresh brew. I don't care what that tastes like. Fucking walnuts. Like, fuck off. No, dude. The fact that coffee shops have, like, a menu is kind of wild when you think about it. Yeah, I want a coffee. (laughs) Come so far. Oh, I know. We've uh, we've sunk in, you know, into the sunken place in terms of coffee, Ty. The sunken place. Yeah, it's just not a good look for any um, cafe these days. But hey, it doesn't matter because we are drinking beer on this pod. This is a beer forward podcast. Mm-hmm, we don't drink mm-hmm. coffee on this pod anymore. No, I'm I'm over coffees. I uh, I'm drinking beer in the morning, beer in the evening. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're done with sparkling water too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the move, man. Um. So so you drink forty eight ounces of Budweiser. Or five cans or whatever at, at the weekend show? Yeah, I had five cans. I was uh, just finishing them. I would buy two at a time. And then I would like, crush one fast. And then the other one is like, mm-hmm. I sip it, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't want to get like warm while I'm drinking the first one. So that's why the first one is like 
like three three gulps and then I crush it in my hand and throw it under my seat and then mm -hmm. I take the next one <laughs> and that's my sipper um and you know in between Kitronada's opening set is when I uh would like just nudge the rest of my group like who wants another one and like no one's drinking except for me <laughs> like, <laughs> so, who wants another one guys and they're like just i'm me. good i'm like just me all right and i just like go and get two more for myself but yeah ty that's that's the state of affairs on uh on tuesday i also went to a uh, a tennis tournament on last weekend i don't know if we talked about this but um it was such a scorching hot day and like i just like needed a beer to cool me down like it's the only thing I could think of that could possibly do that um mm -hmm. and I remember going to the like or you know I have received some intel that the cans that are served outdoors are like warm and they weren't cold enough so like oh shit good looks so yeah. I went up to the uh the country club restaurant and I'm mm -hmm. like two questions can I take this beer to go <laughs> and and second question is is this the coldest beer in, in the place <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's like he's like yes and yes i was like oh fuck man i'm sold i tipped him like 20 percent. damn he understood the assignment dude you sound like a cartoon character the way you're navigating <laughs> social situations <laughs> <laughs> like a true cartoon alcoholic <laughs> yeah damn that's awesome yeah i've uh, been i was crushing some more kokanis on the weekend <laughs> at the beach Oh, yeah. I went to another concert. I went to Phoebe Bridger's show on the weekend. Um, Hell yeah. Phoebe Bridger's that. fans are wild. It's just like basically like a like short girls with bangs convention. I didn't know that about her fan base. <laughs> so how many e-girls go, go to that? Because I imagine it's, it's all, like, a, like a big e-girl gathering. It's almost exclusively. Like it's a very like <laughs> uh, sexuality fluid group as well. Um mm -hmm. And they're all really short. It was so weird to be like the tallest person in the room. Whoa! But Whoa. I didn't know that. I thought I thought that she had a more mature audience, mature in the sense of like older. But mm. I was surprised. Um, fun. I thought so too. Learn a fun hack though. If you ever want to get merch at a concert, or actually for any lineup ever, you see a lineup that's too long, go to the front, give the person that's next in line five dollars to buy you whatever you need, and they'll just do it every time. My friend wanted merch. We just walked up. We just said, hey, can you buy this for us? And we gave them $5 bonus. And they said, mm -hmm. hell yeah, say less. And then they hooked us up. It was like an hour-long merch line. And I thought to myself, I am never standing in any line again. This is what rich people do all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, money solves like every single problem in the world. Like if you're rich enough, you can get through anything. Like, like why would I, uh, like if I was in line, why would I say no to like $5? It's an additional 10 seconds to my already 15 minute wait mm -hmm. you know just interacting with like you and then the person that's going to hand me the long sleeve that says uh I i'm a bottom on it <laughs> yeah yeah i think it actually said punish him but yeah oh no <laughs> oh yeah it's all feminist that's right so it would be like um pig the patriarchy something like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. i think one of the shirts said i hate your mom which was kind of oh, funny. Oh, man. That's not nice. Well, not your mom explicitly, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> if I yeah. see a Phoebe Bridgers fan wearing that, I'm just going to have a word with them. 
How did you feel about the weekend crowd? Because I have some words for some of the people that I saw in the audience. I had good, uh, good people watching for sure. Yeah, for sure. I watched in the row in front of me, an 11 year old boy was drinking a, a nude vodka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's pretty funny. I think, uh, yeah, there was a lot of kids there. I'm surprised it was all ages. Um, especially after that tongue action we saw live on stage, I was like, "Whoa, hide your kids, hide your wife." Oh um, yeah, the, the weekend was showing off his skills between the sheets for sure. Oh yeah, it's definitely a pillar of his brand, and that shows in the crowd as well. Like, all the dudes are wearing like an EXO T-shirt and like jeans and Yeezys, and then all their girls are wearing like, like nothing. And it's like they're just begging to be chosen, basically. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? I um, yeah. I was thinking about okay. So when I was getting my fit off for the show, I was thinking about the podcast we recorded earlier in the day, where mm-hmm. we talked about how band merch for just like a single dude, is really dick riding, right? And we yeah, don't want to yeah. do that, right? So Never. I thought it would be really ironic to then wear a band tee that I had purchased a few weeks prior. It was like a just vintage Justin uh, Bieber pur- purpose merch that I've been trying to sell on Grail since I bought it. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, this is perfect. I can ironically wear this to the show, fit in with all the XO freaks and mm-hmm. do a little bit of Grail marketing for my own Grail account. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. If you like wore that as like a billboard and then yeah. like brought a backup tea and then if anyone complimented your shirt you'd be like do you want it <laughs> literally that's what i was doing because people were like pointing at me like justin i'd be like you want it <laughs> but then that's like awesome. i was i was standing in line for my second budweiser right and then like this like really like coked out dude is standing behind me and he's like he's like so like gone that he like drops his vape stick and i don't know oh, at man. one point he like grabbed my love handle he like squeezed me I felt molested. Oh, and then I like no. turn around and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, I like Justin Bieber too, man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, you probably could have got a hundred bucks out of him. Maybe I could have sold the shirt off my back at that moment. Yeah, I honestly would have tried if I were you. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I uh, Let's see what I wore. Some plain shirt, plain jeans, and some Margiela replicas. That's about it. Did you I find it to be, uh, yeah, that's my starter kit. But have you, did you notice that the venue was like scorching hot? Like, yeah, dude, dude, I had like my back, I had my back like soaked in sweat the entire time. Mm-hmm. My meatballs were toasted the minute I walked mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. I was like in the marinara warmer. Yeah, you're absolutely right, dude. It was brutal. And then there was like a breeze that came in like. Midway through, um, midway through high, high for this. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I don't know why it was so hot in there. I don't, BC Place needs to get an air conditioning unit. Yeah, I know. felt bad for the weekend. Order. He was wearing gloves. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing gloves and a coat. <laughs> oh, dude, imagine catching that coat. At one point, he threw, took off his coat and threw it into the audience. That could have been your yeah. coat, Eric. I mean, there's no way he's throwing his Givenchy by Matthew Williams coat to a random fan in the front row. It's going to be to a security because I saw somebody catch it. I saw who caught it, and then they like ran to the back of the stage. Oh, it didn't land in a fan's hand. 
I was thinking like Cam that XO and Ricardo Tiski Burberry would look really good on me, but I think the weekend's a little <laughs> taller, so I'd have to get it hemmed. I like I've already thought through this all. <laughs> Hemming a coat is really sad and funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, you take in everything sad, a little bit. Yeah. Can you yeah, can you make this uh, extra small? <laughs> Dude, the extra fabric that they chop off that thing is going to be worth, like, $3,000. Make a whole nother coat from it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Speaking man. Side note. Guy. Oh, shit. Okay. I also have a side note. I went into Nordstrom's the other day and checked out their children's section. It's all so <laughs> cute. Holy crap. It'll be, like, a little tiny Burberry trench or, like, little tiny, like, Nike Dunks or... It's oh. basically everything you know and love on Essence is, like, been shrunken. Mm, that's a cool like rebrand for their main menu it's like men's women's everything you know and love <laughs> <laughs> yeah more or less i felt like yeah. i was in um the movie downsizing <laughs> oh <laughs> or honey honey i shrunk the fit i don't know it was it was adorable mm-hmm. every, time I little... go, uh, every time i go shopping at nordstrom i feel like i'm in the movie marnie and me Marnie and me. Marnie and Marnie. Marnie and Marnie. Nice. Okay, what was your what was your uh, side um, note? Speaking of sad, Ty, um, I was thinking about you know our friend who got the Subway series tat on their back, mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about how like they're now entitled to free footlongs for life, mm-hmm. um, and then I noticed on Instagram that. Um, Drake and Lil Yachty have been hanging out quite a bit and mm-hmm. uh, I, I've seen this like pop up on my feed like a few times so I finally swiped through the carousel and it turns out that Yachty just got a new OVO owl tattoo on his wrist mm-hmm. and I was thinking like whoa does Drake make his friends get OVO tats and if so are they redeemable for anything is it like like does he get free air Drake flights for life if he gets like an OVO tat that's pretty cool. You got to show show the tat to get on board. Mm-hmm, that's the ID. <laughs> Man. Yeah, you got to get something. Like, maybe you get unlimited features from Drizzy himself. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's big. That would be big. Like, a $300 tattoo get, makes you, like, like $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> you got to spend money to make money, Eric. That's true. Dude, but, um, I really like the blossoming Drake and Yachty friendship. Do you see that one video of Yachty on a skidoo, like yeah, fully clothed, laptop in a satchel? <laughs> like, what's mm-hmm. going on there? He's like Jordans on the skidoo, like yeah, <laughs> like in standing in like three inches of water. It's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, every person in the skidoo is like fully dressed, like they're full fit, getting off, like pants and everything. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm so happy for Drake. I feel like Drake's just, like, living his life right now. He's, he looks so happy. Um, I know. He's I'm just so like, happy for him. He dropped the happiest album ever. <laughs> and it is just, like, enjoying, you know, being the greatest living artist of our generation. I think what happened was for so long, Drake was trying to be someone who he's not, which is, like, somebody hard. that, yeah, somebody's hard. And he's he's mm-hmm. not he's a, he's a dance hall kid you know he's an actor mm-hmm. in a wheelchair like he's not hard. <laughs> yeah. 
he he physically can't get hard in the wheelchair. <laughs> no, and it would be very ableist of us to assume that Drake can be a hard rapper. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. He's a uh, a soft man, soft like mama's boy at heart, and mm-hmm. uh, he loves making dance music. He loves making you know people smile. Um, you know, hanging out just like on like Ibiza. Yeah, goofing yeah. around. Like, I literally booked an entire early trip because of his album. And I'm like, I get the album now. You know what I mean? Like, I booked an Italy trip because of it. That's the album. That is the album. You're just goofing yeah. on the coastline. I'm trying to be in Europe listening to, like, like the song Massive. <laughs> <laughs> like, on, on a boat and, like, spilling, like, my April spritz in the water. Like, that's what I want to be doing. Yeah, dude, you're like shaking up a cocktail in plastic cups. Yeah. Just like hanging poolside. Yeah. That's what I love about Drake, too, is like he lives his albums. Like no matter what album is currently out, he's like living that on Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like he dropped Honestly Nevermind and now he's like partying in like in like Ibiza. But like back in the day when he dropped like um, like Take Care, obviously he was like more in his feels. He was like still living in Toronto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like raining for some reason always it was yeah that, i feel like that entire year it rained a lot <laughs> so is this it for like just like the most intense manifestation of marketing to like live your life for the next year the way your album sounds or do you think drake's albums are truly reflective of his headspace and general mm. ethos about life at the time of writing Mm, what came first the Aubrey or the music exactly wow you're you're that's a great observation I like to think that he is a method actor and that he like <laughs> has to get into character to make the album and then like the rest of the year is him like trying to get out of character <laughs> yeah I guess so and that's where you get the bad <laughs> albums is during the transition where he's finding his new me mm-hmm. but the thing is there's no bad albums time that's that's the thing well, I guess you call it CLD. <laughs> CLD, yeah. CLD was bad. <laughs> Come on, guys. But yeah, Fuse was all right. I don't know, man. Too long. I'm just referencing this shirt that said, I actually kind of like Fuse or whatever that he made. <laughs> At least he's like self-reflective. Yeah. Drake being self-aware has been like pivotal to his brand. And I'm not sure like how it's influenced hairstyles over the years, but and like what what the album's coming next. But did you see mm-hmm. his like like new like haircut that looks like a hairnet? <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't really get it. It it actually feels a bit yachty inspired. <laughs> it looks like like housemaid inspired <laughs> or housemaid. Yeah, dude, we're getting we're getting a Latin album next. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right though. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Drake genre indicator is just like looking at his hairline and making yeah. a call. <laughs> oh fuck, that's really funny. He's gonna drop some some new bops now. It's gonna be all in Spanish, and uh, mm-hmm. he's gonna be dating a new Latin ting probably. Who knows? Yeah, dude, he's gonna. If we're gonna get like some OG Bieber here, he's gonna drop the spat showing. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's Sweet. true. Bieber did do the. Uh, the Latin thing before anybody else. Yeah, he was the first to get involved in there. I think if we didn't have Bieber, we wouldn't have Bad Bunny. So that's just the way it goes. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
here's my big issue, Eric, is now that Drake and Yachty are vibing, go back and revisit little Yachty's discography and take it seriously because it'll have cultural implications if I don't. Mm. So now I, ha- now yeah. I have something on my to-do list. Thanks, Drake. Mm-hmm. Drake is one to like shine a light on areas in the music industry that are worth visiting. And if Yachty is coming up with some new heat and Drake recognize that and you know, it's going to come out soon, then you, you better believe I'm going to be checking that out. Like, Kanye uh... used to, Kanye used to be my means of just like understanding who's who in music. But then ever since he put Chance on Life of Pablo. Like four songs? <laughs> four songs, yeah. And then started like putting basically nobodies like Shake 070 on like five tracks. I just, it just kind of like, I feel like he, his radar is off. Dude, he said you said that he featured R two D two on his next album. <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> dude? And then the only feature for like a whole album was Jesus, and that was super lame. Yeah, dude, like old news again. Yeah, dude, Old Testament. <laughs> old Testament. <laughs> old news. Old Testament. Old collab. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, man. Did you see Drake at the end, uh, like this new artist that came out with a song? And he's like, he said something like, "Oh, the your song is hard. It's gonna be on the radio or something. We're playing it on our radio show." That's sick. I didn't hear about that. The song's I think it's called the song is called Munch. Did you hear that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I know a thing or two about munching. Insert some yeah, reference dude. here. And that's why I bring it up on this very podcast, Ty, because why not? This this song is, uh, <laughs> the song, this this woman says, oh, you thought you were feeling me? This N-word a munch. <laughs> okay, so is this just another, like, a synonym for simp? I think it's like a cornball. It's like, it's like oh, you're, you're a munch. Mmm. <laughs> Like you're Should a bit look of this a, up on Genius right now? A genius or uh, Urban Dictionary, if that's still used. Yeah, I gotta know sure. because, yeah, this is really funny. Like, I want to call my sandwich artist a munch, but I'm not sure what it means yet, so. Yeah, you don't want to accidentally oh, offend them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> munch. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking it up. Here's Genius right now. Okay. Um. So the song's called Munch by Ice yeah. <laughs> So nah. there's no annotations yet on this song on Genius.com as of today. Today's August 26, 2022. Not a single annotation. Um, but the song is really great. It goes hard. I, you should. If you hear it on the radio, you'll you'll hear it on Drake's radio. We'll be Sound Radio on great. Sirius XM. Um, but if you're a feminist. Like you say, you would you would know mm-hmm. all about this one. I am a Phoebe Bridgers fan, so <laughs> I appreciate other streams of feminism music. Yeah, there you go. Um, something, something. He ate it for lunch. That dude, a munch. Like it's just good stuff. There's a lot of good content. In here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Ass too <laughs> fat, can't fit in no jeans. 
You was my stitch, but it's not what it seemed. Ooh, that was deep. Ooh, clever. Huh. This is fascinating, Eric. Thank you for opening my eyes to this. Mm-hmm. Baddest bitch out, you shitting me? If you ain't a baddie, can't sit with me. I swear these bitches my mini-me's. <laughs> something, something, launch, something, something, munch. I feel like this is, like, the sequel to, like, the children's story, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> I heard Caterpillar, and then I got some dark, dark thoughts entered my head. Yeah? You got some uh, Caterpillar trauma that you're not dealing with? Demons? You got demons, Just... Eric? Just my photographic memory kicking in from when I watched the human centipede. Okay, caterpillars and centipedes are completely different species, dude. Don't get them twisted. Ty, you already know I'm on my second Budweiser. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all insects now. The the genes mm-hmm. genes and um Yeah, twelve legs or a hundred, mm-hmm. same shit to me. Don't if you have more than four legs, then that's a whole other category anyway. Mm-hmm. Eric's primarily concerned with two-legged bipedal homo <laughs> sapioids. Exactly. Why wouldn't you be as one yourself? That's true. Mm-hmm. Dogs only like well, to smell other dogs' butt. So yeah, a thing. wolf. Uh, a wolf doesn't concern itself with the opinion of a sheep, or even a dog, for that matter, or a monkey, or a caterpillar. <laughs> Well, and just like that, Ty, a patron doesn't concern itself with the opinion of a sandwich artist. <laughs> <laughs> We're all wolves in there, dude, just trying to get your next meal. Yeah, dude, I'm the wolf of Powell Street, and I'm trying to fucking order a footlong. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wolf <laughs> on Powell Street. The wolf uh, on Meatball Street. Mm-hmm. Wow. Beautiful. Well, that's all the topics I got today, Ty. That's something for me? Is that still... We, we have to talk about this Uzi thing. What, what What's going on with that? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I've just been watching Lil Uzi Vert's um, Instagram channel is getting, like, more and more eclectic every single day. Yesterday, mm-hmm. he posted a video of him dancing and kissing a body pillow that had some sort of anime girl on it. And it's getting a little, I don't know, man. It's getting a little weird for my taste, but it felt very like Subway patron esque. Like, mm-hmm. things that, seeing somebody that, like, yeah, yeah, Eric's pulling it up for me. He's like, I don't know, he's like dripping in Balenci, but he's doing Fortnite dances and he's caressing a pillow. Mm-hmm. He's pouring what? up some, some rose, he looks like, for, uh, you know, this body pillow. And it's the same body pillow in both scenes where one's mm-hmm. in bed, one's at the dining table. So we got to respect that. He's um, really whining and dining, yeah. The uh, the same girl here. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, Monogamy is in. It is in. Do you think, um, <laughs> do you think Uzi is a fan of Subway? Based off this video, Eric, I have a very strong hypothesis that Uzi... <laughs> dabbles in subway i don't think he's a big enough boy to dummy a full foot long definitely a six inch but it all adds up his love of dancing (laughs) in goofy ways the way he dresses colorfully like a vegetable and Mm -hmm. his 
anime tendencies are all they're all subway subway patron traits yeah in the world of music your album art is kind of like a profile picture and mm-hmm. he has like all, like all of his album cart album covers except for the one designed by virgil mm-hmm. is like anime based <laughs> so mm-hmm. so i think it's pretty safe to assume that he is somebody who goes to subway quite a bit and probably watches mukbangs too yeah you know, definitely watches mukbang <laughs> but he's too little he, he's too small to wrap his stubby little fingers around the sandwich and <laughs> so what does he order does he get the mighty milk he is in a way a mighty milk he he's a yeah. mighty munch a mighty munch I don't know what he's doing in there, Eric. I think he's like, I think he's got people to help with that at this point. <laughs> uh, but before he glowed up, I feel like Subway was probably very intimidating for a guy like him because Lily's can't mm-hmm. even see what's fresh. He can't even see up and into the bucket. So he's just going on smell alone. Mm-hmm. That's right. The, the menu on the wall is like really far away for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't see into the uh, buckets, you know, to see what's in there. Um, he can't even reach his favorite bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. I think he's got to bring a little stepladder along with him just mm-hmm. to like get the lay of the land in the vegetable section. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, we talked about before, this is a long, this is a throwback, but the uh, Pluto and Baby Pluto subway collab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the, like the Pluto would be like a foot long and then you get the Baby Pluto, it's the six inch version. And um, yeah, I think that's all about that's about all he could handle. I, I'm thinking that the problem is the bread, Eric. The bread is too hard for his little hands to hold. I think, like, the wrap would be really good because you can kind of <laughs> squeeze your fingers into it and get a grip. Mm-hmm. So I think the baby Pluto six inch is a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It's, so it's just ergonomic. You're right. It's way more ergonomic and it kind of like fills your hand more. Like depending on how you hold it, it just kind of molds to your hand. Whereas like a sandwich mm-hmm. is the bread's puffing, you know, it's puffing its chest mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And Lil Uzi Vert's always been a bit of a sculptor with his music. He's interested mm-hmm. in like the shape of words more than the words themselves. Hence why he repeats himself a lot. It's about the shape mm-hmm. of the word. Mm-hmm. But maybe Uzi is, um, you know, he's he has his body pillow, which is an anime anime waifu. Yeah. Um, maybe he really just wants a giant foot long to snuggle with in bed because it's the same shape. <laughs> same shape, almost the same size. Not a terrible idea. Probably gives off a like the benefit of foot long over the waifu pillow is that the foot long actually radiates <laughs> body heat because it's been toasted. <laughs> Wouldn't, isn't that I'm nice? So it's like so realistic. <laughs> if you get hungry, you just you can just start eating your waifu, and it's, it's it is what it is. I think that's our closing advice today for all the lonely breadheads <laughs> out there: is take your foot long to bed tonight. You mm-hmm. will fall asleep full and satisfied. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I bet you all wish that your foot long had fat tits also <laughs> um but it doesn't so <laughs> good god no. speak to you all <laughs>
Yeah. I feel like if you're taking your sandwich to bed, you want to be very careful with your meat and veggie selection as to not like imply too much like about like the qualities of your sandwich. <laughs> like you want to yeah. like I personally would choose very feminine characteristic to be represented in my sandwich. Mm-hmm. And obviously no sauce, no toasted, no herbs. You don't no, want you want like, it toasted. You want that heat, Eric. You're right, you're right. I was thinking you would start making crumbs in your bed, but it's just the price you pay, I guess. The price you pay. Double wrap it. Mm-hmm. Five dollars plus crumbs. <laughs> That's the tax. Oh, well tied. Excellent episode once again. We covered a lot of rap topics. Um, mm-hmm. which is probably like the second most important topic that we cover. Um and it's the weekend. I hope you have a great weekend, Ty. I hope the breadheads have a great weekend as well. Thank you for mm-hmm. listening. Um, like and subscribe. Drop us mm-hmm. a note. Mm-hmm. Say hi to the boys. Mm-hmm. Maybe send us a photo. Doesn't matter what send it is. Send us a photo. Send us a photo. And uh, we'll be sure to ignore it. Ciao. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ciao.